Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You ready for some moon trivia? This is what happens. I will stumble upon a story that intrigues me and I feel the desire to share with you. And then I will end up going down these rabbit holes as I research the story and collect all the information I uh, get so excited to share with you. And well, today, the, the little rabbit hole down which I have fallen is the list of astronauts who have stood on the moon. So let me ask you this first trivia question first. How many, how many astronauts have stepped foot on the moon? How many? Okay. Uh, the answer is the answer is 12. 12. There have been 12 uh, men who have stood on the moon. Of course, we know about Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. And if you're a real nerd, you can go deeper down the list uh, and remember people like Pete Conrad, Alan Bean, Alan Shepard, of course, uh, Edgar Mitchell, David Scott, uh, Gene Cernan. Uh, who, who passed away just a few years ago, uh, unfortunately, in 2017, died at the age of 82, and the, uh, the most recent man to walk on the moon during the Apollo 17 mission, uh, Harrison Schmidt. He, uh, 85 years old today. So 12, 12 is the answer to that uh, trivia question. Now let me walk backwards a little bit uh, as to why, how it came to be that I was looking at a list of individuals who have stepped uh, foot on the moon. It's because of something that took place during the Apollo 14 mission. The Apollo 14 mission was made up of three astronauts. Uh, that was Alan Shepard, Edgar Mitchell, and then there was uh, the, the module pilot, the command module pilot, who, uh, while he did orbit the moon, uh, did not step foot on the moon. Uh, a lesser-known astronaut, his name is Stuart Rusa, part of Apollo 14. Now, why... Am I today paying attention to Stuart Russo? Well, first, why don't we hear from Walter Cronkite? He, uh, the day uh, the Apollo 14 mission launched, had this quick report. The countdown has begun for the Apollo 14 mission to the moon. Astronauts Shepard, Russo, and Mitchell underwent a four-hour medical examination today and were pronounced ready to fly. With the astronauts in perfect health, space officials are making sure they stay that way between now and next Sunday's launch. The three pilots will be restricted to quarters all week under a new medical isolation policy. No more German measles scares such as that which knocked astronaut Tom Mattingly out of the Apollo 13 flight last spring. Stuart Russo was an aeronautical engineer. Uh, he was an Air Force pilot, a test pilot. Uh, he was also, in an earlier career, uh, a smoke jumper. You, you know about smoke jumpers? They are the the wildland firefighters. They're specially trained. Uh, they, <clears throat> in many cases, they uh, they jump into wildfires by parachute. They are some uh, tough individuals. It makes, makes plenty of sense that one would ultimately end up in outer space. So uh, Mr. Rusa, in 
the or during the Apollo uh, 14 mission, uh, he, as he traveled up to outer space, he had with him some seeds. Yeah, some plant seeds, tree seeds, as a matter of fact. And I didn't know about this until this morning. It was maybe three or four hours ago I first learned of this story. But it absolutely grabbed me. Uh, and it, was, it came from a note from a friend of mine who uh, works here at KSL, Colby Walker. If you go to KSL News Radio right now, you'll see uh, a fascinating article. That's what I'm going to share with you here right now under the headline, Utah's Lone Surviving Moon Tree Faces Uncertain Future. Okay, so back now to Apollo 14. Stuart Rusa, he was commanding that command module. Uh, they nicknamed it Kitty Hawk, and he, inside his personal effects, had stowed hundreds of tree seeds. Hundreds of tree seeds. You see the U.S. Forest Service, uh, a big shot over there, had reached out to the astronaut and said, hey, you, you, you were a smoke jumper. You understand uh, about these trees and all that. And they had had a, a friendship for years. And uh, the request was made that he take some of these seeds up into outer space. And so he did that. Between 400 and 500 seeds made up of uh, loblolly pine, sycamore, sweet gum, redwood, and Douglas fir trees went into space. They made it to the moon and back. And then what happened? Well, the astronaut turned them over to the Forest Service. The Forest Service germinated them. And then these germinated tree seeds were distributed to state forestry organizations throughout the country as part of America's bicentennial celebrations. Two of them landed here in Utah. Two of them, two trees here in Utah started out as seeds that traveled 238,000 miles to the moon and back. And here they are in Utah. Now, there was one planted up near the, the state capitol. And in 1999, if you remember that tornado that came through town, uh, it split that sycamore in half, killed it, and had uh, forced its removal. Now... There is, there is another one still here in Utah. There is a tree which grew from a seed which has traveled to outer to the moon and back, which is still here in Utah. Though uh, Jason Curry, as you'll read in this article by Colby, uh, Jason Curry is a spokesperson uh, for <clears throat> for the agency, the Division of Forestry, says that uh, uh, the the tree is still alive, but it's not in great shape. Trees have lifespans; they don't live forever, and this one has been. Uh, afflicted with a fungal disease. So uh, this tree is not long for this world, very likely, and <clears throat> uh, and that's just that little bit of history. There are other trees all around the country. Now, why is it that a story like this uh, gets my attention? I I'm a nostalgic person by nature. In fact, when I was growing up, there were two trees in my yard. There was one in the front yard, a weeping willow, which was... Uh, transplanted via just a, a trimming that came from my great-grandmother's house. And I would play under that tree as I would grow up, and my dad uh, you know, would tell me stories uh, about his grandmother, and, and it was a, a wonderful thing, and I, I thought of her often as I saw this tree. <clears throat> there was another tree in the, back, in the backyard, an evergreen tree, which came from uh, my father's uncle's grave. In, in fact, it came from the grave of the man for whom I am named. I am, my full name is, I don't think I've told you this. Uh, yeah, it turns out Lee Lonsberry, Lee is my middle name. Uh, my, my first name is Alan. I am Alan Lee Lonsberry III. 
Yeah. Uh, I am named after, not my father, but uh, but his uncle and his son. So there's an Alan Lee Lonsberry Sr. Uh, he was a New York State trooper years and years ago, uh, since passed away, and his son, uh, Jr., Alan Lee Lonsberry II, uh, he's also since passed away, but uh, it is after them that I am named, and it was from a trimming of a tree uh, which grew over uh, my namesake's grave uh, that <clears throat> that I was able to to enjoy a tree in my backyard. And so I understand the sentimentality, I understand the symbolism, I understand and appreciate very much, and I'm drawn to uh, this this neat story here. So my thanks uh, to Colby uh, for putting this story together. My thanks to him also for sharing it with me and with you. Like I said. You can find it at kslnewsradio.com. Also, very grateful for the opportunity to uh, take a walk down uh, down history's lane and to remember uh, some of the brave astronauts that stood on the surface of the moon. And you know what? We've got to get ourselves back there. We've got to get ourselves back to the moon. You know there's a plan right now to do so, and ultimately that plan will lead us not only to the moon but also to Mars. I'm very much looking forward to that. I am, I've caught the space bug, very much so. Uh, I hope you have as well. All right, well, thank you for indulging me. I, I, that, that story may have been more for me than for you. I hope you found something interesting in there, uh, but I am grateful to you nonetheless uh, for enduring uh, my ramblings about moon trees. All right, we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, there's an article which was published by uh, uh, an outlet out of New York City. There was an environmentalist reporter uh, who wrote about us here in Utah. She from New York City stuck her nose in our business here and offered some opinions with which I strongly disagree. I'll share those thoughts with you next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. <laughs> 